Failing to plan is planning to fail. For most people, the words estate planning conjure images of protecting their family home and savings accounts through their will. But what about digital assets? Have you ever considered what happens to your social media accounts once you die, or the music you have purchased on iTunes? As the amount of time we spend online is rapidly rising, there is an increasing need to consider the treatment of your digital assets after your death and plan accordingly. My name is Stephanie Andrews and I welcome you to episode 13 of Trial by Podcast, a podcast produced by lawyers and graduates at McCabe Kerwood Lawyers. Estate planning is an asset management process that involves planning and preparing for the transfer of your assets to selected beneficiaries upon your death. This is predominantly achieved through the creation of a will and testamentary trusts. Effective estate planning ensures that your assets will pass to the people you have selected and be dealt with in the manner you decide. As mentioned, traditionally, most people consider their assets to be comprised of their physical assets, such as property, motor vehicles and cash, or financial products such as shares. However, a large amount of people fail to consider what will happen to their photos on the cloud their account on Facebook, or the music purchased on iTunes. First, it's important to consider who owns the content of your digital assets. Though this varies between platforms, buried in the terms and conditions of most social media websites are terms that establish a licensing agreement between the proposed user and the company. The effect of this is that users simply have a license to utilise a company's services and consequently do not own any of the content they produce or host on their profile. Additionally, licences are not transferable and therefore cannot be passed on to beneficiaries in the same way physical assets can. This means that most licences will terminate upon the death of a party. Consequently, digital platforms have had to contemplate how to treat licensed materials upon the death of a party. With 2.13 billion monthly users, Facebook has developed one of the most comprehensive policies to deal with the treatment of a deceased user's profile. Facebook will not allow others to access the account. However, during a user's lifetime, the user can elect a legacy contact who will be entitled to determine whether the deceased's profile is deleted, amended, or memorialized. The legacy contact can amend the profile by writing a final post to remain at the top of the user's timeline or change their profile picture. Memorialization freezes the settings of the account, but allows the profile to remain open to existing friends to post and share photos commemorating the deceased. Similarly, Instagram accounts can also be memorialized at request. Google allows account holders to nominate up to 10 executives of the account. After an account has been inactive for a certain amount of time, nominated executives receive a message from Google asking them to confirm that the account holder has passed away upon which Google will delete the account or share it with the executors, effectively granting them control of the account, depending on the account holder's recorded preference. Information storing platforms such as Dropbox and Microsoft Hotmail also utilize an inactive usage system, with Dropbox deleting accounts entirely 90 days after the last login and Microsoft deleting inactive Hotmail email accounts after 270 days meaning all information contained in these accounts is lost. Other platforms such as LinkedIn, Snapchat, Tumblr and Twitter can either be left as is or deleted without any access being granted. A number of official documents must also be supplied to substantiate the request to delete as well. However, Twitter can provide executives with an archive of users' public tweets if requested. 
Perhaps the most surprising is the treatment of products that many people believe they've purchased from companies such as iTunes and Amazon Media. Again, users simply have a license to use and listen to the music, movies and books that they have purchased. There is not ownership in the sense that they can be passed on to a third party. So what can be done to make these decisions easier for your loved ones? We recommend the following. 1. Create a digital register. A digital register is a one-stop shop that lists all of your digital media platforms as well as your access details such as username and account passwords. Beyond social media and email accounts, these digital platforms may also include online membership services that accrue benefits such as frequent flyer miles or subscription services incurring ongoing fees. By creating this register, you are providing your loved ones with a finite list of the platforms they need to consider, taking away the guesswork or need for investigation. Given the need to continuously update and amend passwords for security reasons, we recommend clients use online password managers that collate all passwords in one place and allow for passwords to be updated automatically each time they are revised. Two, create a corresponding list that details how you wish for each of these accounts to be treated upon your passing. Do you want your Facebook profile memorialized to keep alive your memory? Or would you prefer that it is deleted? Would you like a family member to have access to your Gmail account to sort through your mail, or does that sound like your worst nightmare? Do you want to let your family have access to photos kept on Dropbox or Flickr? It's important to leave clear instructions so that your loved ones are aware of how you wish for your content to be treated on each site. In this way, you control who will have access to your data and can ensure its survival or removal. 3. Create a memorandum of wishes. Australia does not yet have any laws surrounding the treatment of digital assets upon death. As such, to avoid the potential of such directions being held invalid, we believe it's more appropriate to contain these directions in a memorandum of wishes accompanying your will. A memorandum of wishes is a document that contains the intentions of a testator that would not be binding in a will. It allows the testator to express their intentions so that, although unbinding, the executor can seek guidance from them to administer the estate. The memorandum of wishes would refer to the digital register, imploring the executor to administer the testator's digital estate as described in the accompanying register. Additionally, a will is a legal document that may be reviewed by many people. Given the sensitivity of the information contained in your digital register, it would further be appropriate to contain such information in a separate, more private document for security purposes. 4. Appoint a digital executor. The executor of your will is the person you can appoint to carry out the terms of your will. This is someone you trust and is often a family member, close friend, or your solicitor. If your executor is tech savvy, we suggest including a clause in your will explicitly granting your executor the power to deal with your digital estate, which they may do pursuant to your memorandum of wishes. If, however, your executor does not know their way around computers as well, it may be appropriate to nominate a separate digital executor in your memorandum of wishes. 5. Safekeeping Like your will, your memorandum of wishes and digital register should be kept somewhere safe where it's unlikely to be forgotten or damaged. It should also be kept somewhere secure so that access to sensitive information is limited. It is common for people to leave these documents with their solicitor who will store it in their safe custody facilities. These can be accessed and reviewed by yourself at any time. 
It is particularly important to plan for the treatment of your digital assets if you derive income from them or they are used to market your business. If the business is to continue, these accounts should be passed on to your business partner or successor to ensure a fluid transition and the ongoing running of the account. Additionally, digital accounts that are left untouched rather than memorialized or removed are at risk of hacking, trolling, or identity theft by third parties. This would be highly traumatic to loved ones left behind and pose serious risks to the security of other assets, such as bank accounts and financial assets yet to be closed. Accounts still operating are also likely to continue generating notifications to followers, such as birthday reminders, which again is likely to be distressing and painful for loved ones. As our time spent on the internet continues to grow, so too does the need to plan for the treatment of your digital assets after death. An appropriate digital asset plan will provide clarity and assistance to your executors and ensure your digital assets are dealt with in the manner you desire. If it is time to review your estate plan or you have concerns about your digital or intangible assets, contact McCabe Kerwood Lawyers for advice. We are always happy to take a call. Remember, failing to plan is planning to fail. That's all I have time for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Child by Podcast. Remember to please review us on iTunes or SoundCloud so others can find and listen. Also, if you have a topic you would like to hear covered, please get in contact with us directly. You can find the details on our website at www.mccabecurwood.com.au. We hope you join us again next month.